Okay, welcome back, ladies and gents. And we've got some pretty wild and disturbing news out today about the banking sector. In fact, we're going to be talking about the similarities. I know most of you have watched my Great Depression series now. Well, we're going to look at the similarities between the banking sector then and and now, and you'll see why this is a little bit worrying. But we're also going to talk about uh, Bank of America, huge losses. When I heard this number, I said, no, 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 let me let me check that. That can't be right. Uh, it's right. Uh, we're also going to talk about mortgage rates hitting 8%, mortgage demand now through the floor, obviously, banks and companies slashing tens of thousands of employees, and banks also going head-to-head with the Biden administration over providing loans to what they call illegal migrants. Um, how this is coming about, I have no idea. This is under the Human Rights Act. And yes, this is legit. This is a legit story. And also Amazon ramping up robots and uh, ramping down employees, human employees. So we've got a lot to talk about today. But firstly, you're probably saying, Neil, you promised us a walk and talk today. You said that yesterday. Yes. And I've been waiting until the final cutoff time to actually go out and do this walk and talk for you. But if I don't record now, I'm not going to get a video out today because you can probably see out here it is absolutely hammering down with rain and has been for the last what 12 hours it just hasn't stopped and it's not going to stop until uh, very late tonight so I've just got to get it done I was uh, I'm actually in the van this is remember my other van was stolen when I was in the UK so I had to buy another van but that's all uh, another story for another day. But let's get into all of this and let's start with BOA losses. So it's hit, and this number is correct, 131.6 B, not million, billion dollars. Yes, this is their loss on securities. Now, I saw these headlines about it, so I wanted to look into it a little bit deeper and, and, and really understand what has actually happened here? Is this actual losses? Do you need to pull all of your capital out the bank right now? Well, it's a gray area and I'll tell you why. They're not really clear on what they're, what they're calling losses here. These at the moment are what's known as paper losses. And paper losses are different from real losses. So let me give you an example of a paper loss. Let's say that you bought a stock for $100 and the next day it went down to $80. Some of you may have had this happen to you before. Well, have you lost $20? The answer is no. On paper, you have lost $20. In the digital realm, you've lost $20. But in reality, because you haven't sold the stock, you haven't materialized that loss. So that's really what has happened here. And this is all around securities. We talked about this with the great taking video on, uh, was that Monday I did that video? It was either this week or last week anyway. Days are just bl a blur at the moment. But they did report a 10% increase in profits this year. The bank's hold to maturity strategy for 600 billion in securities aims to curb losses and ensure safer investments. However, let me tell you what I did find as well, because they're putting out this statement to make it all look good. This is what I noticed. Despite a 24.4% increase in unrealized losses last quarter. So this wasn't last year. This was last quarter, almost 25% losses in one single quarter. 
Now we'll keep reference, referencing back or referring back to the Great Depression series here because this is another pattern that we saw these huge losses that were unrealized that became realized. We really are going into some dark days ahead, I feel. I, I think the writing is on the wall and people are starting to wake up and, and notice things, thing, these things. They're starting to, to wake up and notice that, hold on, banks are uh, constantly talking about losses. They're constantly firing employees. They're constantly making all of these changes. There's obviously something going on. So I would say don't wait too long to take precautions. Would I have all my money in the bank right now? Absolutely not. I mentioned Metro Bank in the UK earlier in the week. Just look at that if you're with Metro Bank because they're trying to sell their three billion pound mortgage book. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that we are not privy. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'd say we as a collective are not privy to, but we can do research, which is what I do, to find out what is actually going on with a lot of this stuff. Is there a solution or, you know, to, these, to these challenges that are going on, especially if you've got money in the bank, you don't, wanna, you don't know what to do with it? And the answer is yes, there is. It, it is about educating yourself. Uh, it doesn't matter how you do it, whether you take my courses, as you know, I've got two finance courses in the description. One is on macro, so how everything works and stock market investing, especially if you've got pensions. The other is on money psychology. So actually understanding the psychology of money so that you can actually grow your money and, and earn more money. And even in a recession or a depression, still actually come out on top because it's all about the psychology behind money. And remember, we are trained in school around the opposite of what we actually need. So we're trained to become, if you think of the industrial um, revolution, how everything happened then, what did they need? They needed mass numbers of people to work in factories. And if you look at the education system, it hasn't really changed that much. You still sit in a classroom in your rows, you all taught the same thing, you gotta pass your exam, you gotta pass tests, etc. Things haven't really moved on that much in terms of the structure. Yeah, okay, I, I get that topics and, and lesson plans have moved on and things like that. But the other aspect around money psychology is taxes and taxation and are taxes actually legal? We talk about that in the course. A lot of surprising things around that. And, and look, you don't have to take my courses. There is a link below. You can get a discount on it with the discount link at the moment. But you know, you could do this yourself. You could just go onto YouTube and watch hundreds and hundreds of different videos. Yeah, you're gonna waste a lot of time trying to find the good ones, but that's one way to do it if you haven't got a lot of funds at the moment. But honestly, you know, you just gotta be careful who you take advice from. Uh, I get messages and comments all the time about this person or that person or my bank put me into a high risk fund and I lost loads of money. My financial advisor told me this was the best one and actually, this one was the best one? Yes, and I've talked about this before because not all, but some financial advisors will not put you in the best fund for you. They will put you in the fund that makes them the most commission. If you're not paying for the service, you are the service. You know, it's just basic things like this. But let's move on to the next article I wanna talk about then. And this is around mortgages. But just an, another point is that Gold has actually had a really strong week this week for any of you that invest in gold and, and follow gold. It's very close to breaking the $2,000 per ounce barrier. It's a, as of the time of recording, one ounce of gold is $1,985, £1,635 or 1,000 
875 euros. And actually, that's what gold is supposed to do when you have very bad economic data coming out. Investors and, and funds and other people, they will run to gold as a safe haven asset. It's not a, a barbarous relic or whatever the comments people put in the comments and things like that. Now, it's always done the same job and it will do the same job in the future. That's why we're seeing this, this heavy movement. So let's talk about the 30-year fixed rate mortgage then. And this has just bypassed my expectations that I made, what, a year ago now? I thought it probably hit about 7.5% when I first made that forecast. And I said, that is the breaking point for the US housing market's explosive growth. Once it sort of gets past 6, 7, 7.5%, I thought maybe that might be the cap. Yeah, it's now hit 8% for 30-year fixed rate mortgages. And you can probably guess what has happened it has killed demand. So there is no demand right now for mortgages. It has just dropped off a cliff. And we actually haven't seen uh, rates this high since 2007. Two years ago, the average rate on a 30-year fix was just 3%. And I thought this was quite interesting, this calculation here. A buyer now purchasing a $400,000 home with a 20% down payment would have a monthly payment nearly a thousand dollars more than two years ago if you think about it at a time right now when everyone's squeezed they can't afford an extra thousand dollars it's just it's just not in the budget of most people so that's leading on to the lowest mortgage demand since 1995 that's almost 30 years ago staggering absolutely staggering and i want you to drop in the comments what you think about this what do you think this is going to lead to i love it when you all get together and start commenting and sharing ideas and things because goldman sachs has come out and said that house price drops are alarmist and they actually forecast an increase of 1.8 percent by the end of 2023 and an increase of 3.5 percent by the end of 2024 and they're basing this on a shortage of houses of between 1.5 to 5.5 million homes. And they're also saying, unlike the 20% home price drop in 2008, current mortgage conditions are deemed more stable because there isn't the MBS situation. That's your mortgage-backed securities. So yeah, drop a comment below. What do you think to US house prices? We already know what's happening with UK house prices, don't we? Next thing then, big banks are quietly cutting thousands of employees. This, is, this one is pretty wild. I think I've got an infographic of this as well. In fact, no, that's on automation. We'll come to that in a moment, automation jobs. So these are your major US banks, excluding JP Morgan. This is the only bank that's taken on some more employees, but all of the others are reducing, and they said, Further reductions are expected in 2024 because they uh, expect a lot of rising loan defaults. So these will be more cuts next year on top of the 20,000 jobs that have been cut just from the top five banks this year. That is a lot of staff. If you were to average that, that's 4,000. It probably isn't worked out like that, but that's 4,000 employees per bank. That is a lot. But it's not just the, the banks, you know, that's cutting jobs at the moment. 
companies are doing it as well. Nokia is to cut up to 14,000 jobs after their profits plunge. Rolls-Royce and KPMG plan to cut 4,000 roles very shortly. And this is on top of the hundreds of thousands of roles that we've already seen having been cut. And I saw an interesting article as well about, again, the media spins this stuff the wrong way. And they were talking about how um, September's retail sales increase was 0.7%. And they're saying this is very positive. Look, the economy is doing great. People are out spending money. Um, Actually, no, if you if you actually correlate this to the CPI and you look at the numbers, the amount of spending itself is up, yes, correct, but the amount of products and services consumed for that spending isn't. And I think this is pretty simple. You just look at inflation and, and you notice that inflation has gone up to such a level that it now costs more money to buy those same goods and services. I think it's pretty common sense, um, but unfortunately, a lot of the journalists have miss this one. So they are saying that everything's great, people are out there spending money, when really that's just not the case. It's just that they're spending the same amount or less and getting less goods and services for it. We're also seeing a lot of quality changes as well. So what's happening is at the supermarkets, before people might go out and they'd they'd buy the higher quality food item, whereas now they're going to a mid-range or a budget because they're being squeezed all over. And this is the most severe in the UK where the energy prices are about to hit as well uh, as we're going into winter time. So there's a lot going on here. There's a, there's a, there's a huge problem with people uh, in debt as well. And this is squeezing people even more with higher interest rates. So it really is the perfect storm as we're going into 2024. Now, let me tell you about this article I saw on Zero Hedge. It's titled, Banks Go Head-to-Head with Biden Administration Over Not Being Allowed to Reject Illegal Immigrants Loan Applications. I think this was on Zero Hedge, actually. I I can't confirm that. Uh, The Biden administration, via the DOJ and CFPB, cautioned U.S. banks against declining credit applications from illegal immigrants solely based on immigration status, referencing the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, ECOA, which prohibits discrimination on various grounds, including national origin. While the ECOA doesn't explicitly mention immigration status, the agencies clarify that it can only be considered to determine creditors' rights and remedies regarding repayment of a loan, urging financial institutions to ensure their practices comply with anti-discrimination provisions. So this is pretty wild, but this, this has actually received a lot of backlash from the banks and they are getting their intern attorneys involved, they're getting their legal teams involved to push back against this because they say that if this starts to happen and a lot of people just start to take loans and they're not allowed to discriminate against them based on them um, being illegal migrants, then it's going to open the floodgates and that basically they're all going to start getting loans and there's no way for them to repay them is basically what they're saying in a nutshell here. Now, the last one I want to go on to then is this article about Amazon. So they've ramped up their humanoid robots in fulfillment centers massively and they're going to keep ramping it up all the time. If you've ever read the 
shareholder letters of Jeff Bezos for Amazon. They're quite an interesting read. I would say download them as PDF. They're free and they are interesting to read. It's like reading a, a really good business book, in fact. It, yeah, in fact, that's how I would classify it. It is like reading a really interesting business book and he talks year on year about what he's going to do and what he's going to implement. And it's interesting that the employees can obviously see that they're being replaced and the robotic engineers who are doing all the AI, they know that they are replacing workers and eventually they're going to replace themselves as well. But, you know, people have got to eat. I guess that's the justification that a lot of people are are seeing in, in how this is all going along. So what they've just announced is that their new robot, Digit, which is a humanoid robot, and the other one's called Sequoia, aim to boost delivery operations with Sequoia enhancing order fulfillment speed by up to 25% and enabling faster shipping options. A recent survey now places the concern among workers in the economy at 20 that they're going to be replaced by AI. So this is right across the economy. And Amazon's also delivering now medications by drone in Texas, and they want to start delivering in the UK from next year. So let's have a look at this chart here then, and it's called highest potential for automation. And these are the sectors where it's expected that the job replacement is going to be the quickest. So office and admin support, sorry to say if you are in this role, 46% of these roles are going to be replaced by AI in a very short space of time. So you might just want to start thinking now about alternative things that you can do. And actually, um, I know most of you have already taken it, but at the end of the, the money psychology course, there's two bonus chapters there. And it talks all about how to actually build your own business or it doesn't go into great detail because it's just a bonus chapter but it talks about um, sort of the metaphysics of, of wealth accumulation of money and how it works and how it flows between people but there are a couple of videos in there that just talk about how you can actually you know create your own income streams and things like that I, I, I will have to create a course in the future that goes into great detail because the world is changing so fast. I feel as though I need to create a course like that that teaches you how to create additional income streams, multiple income streams, create your own work from home type of business that anyone can do with an internet connection. This is the way we're moving. We're moving into this heavily digital world. So you've got to be prepared for it. So the next one down is legal. 44% of legal jobs are going to be replaced by AI. Architecture and engineering, 37%. I'm not too sure about that. So this isn't just AI, this is robotics as well. I don't know. I mean, architecture, yeah, I could see it, but you'll still need an architect to do the creative vision. But the engineering side, I, I disagree with this. I think that your blue-collar, hands-on, heavy mechanics and things like that, I, I don't see the loss in automation like this survey does. And then we have loads in the 30% bracket. So this is social services, management, sales, uh, computer and mathematical, business and finance operations, etc. And then we go down to the 20, uh, 20s brackets. Farming, fishing, forestry, healthcare practitioners, education, 
library, healthcare support, art design, entertainment, sports and media. Yeah, maybe, maybe some of these sectors, but anything that's highly creative, I think we're still a long way off AI taking these jobs yet. And then the lowest here is building, ground cleaning and maintenance, installation, maintenance and repair, construction and extraction of materials. So this is just something for you to keep an eye on anyway. I still think we've got time for some of these industries. Um, others, I don't think there's much time left. I, I do think that the robots and the AI are going to come in very rapidly and just take those jobs away from people very quickly. And for some of you, maybe you're near retirement age anyway, so it won't affect you. Or um, maybe there's voluntary redundancies coming up. That might be an option as well, especially if it's a nice payout or a final pay packet on your pension, things like that. But, but that's another thing. Just be careful with your pensions because we've talked about your pensions a lot. You've got to be careful with these. Make sure that you know where they're invested properly. Don't leave it 100% to someone else. Trust me, you can learn basic macroeconomics, basic investing, this stuff for yourself it doesn't take that long to learn the basics. And I'm sure if there's people online that have taken my courses, they can drop a comment and, uh, you know, testify to that, that some, some of these things can be learned very quickly, but you don't just want to leave uh, a bank or a, a faceless entity to manage all of your money. Because when all this starts accelerating, the snowball effect kicks in, you don't want to be left there uh, just wondering what's happening with your funds because we saw this in the Great Depression. Those diaries are very clear about what happened. Um, if you haven't seen them or, or you need to refresh your memory on it, there is a finance, that one. there's three videos and one of them is on finance. So you can watch that again and it will help you to understand the patterns. All right, uh, thank you so much for watching and being a subscriber here. Uh, God bless you. God bless your families. And apart from that, I will see you next time.